What is going on, everyone, and welcome back to the pod. My name's Ari. It's great to be here, as always. And this week, we are back for another Mandalorian review. This week, we've got Chapter 10, The Passenger, directed by Peyton Reed. So, yeah, let's just get straight into it. But before we do, just be warned, spoilers are ahead. So, if you haven't seen the episode, go watch it and then come back. But, yeah, spoilers are ahead. This is your warning. But, um, yeah, okay. So, yeah, I'll just get it straight off the bat. My initial thoughts before we start going through is I didn't, didn't love it, but didn't hate it. So, I've heard, you know, a lot of people going on about um, how terrible this episode is, doesn't contribute anything to the story. I do agree, but also I just, there's there's a lot of good stuff in here, you know, it's, it's a nice uh, dose of Star Wars for everyone. So look, I hate calling things filler, like I honestly can't stand people that do, but I think given this episode didn't progress the story in any way, I think it's pretty fair to call this one a filler. And just to be clear, filler episodes don't have to be bad episodes. My favourite episode of The Mandalorian, in my opinion, is a filler episode, and that's chapter two um, with the Jawas. But it's like within that episode, there's still um, sort of development and the story moves forward, even if it doesn't. So, for example, in, in chapter two, uh, we learned that the child is Force-sensitive and Din gets a whole lot of character development. We learn a lot more about Kuil, all that sort of stuff. So... Things still sort of happen, but, you know, the story doesn't necessarily move forward um, a great deal. But, uh, yeah, in this episode, it was it felt very filler. Once again, I hate using that word, but it's just... I, I feel like there's no better way to sort of describe it. So, yeah, it felt like a filler episode, and it felt like nothing really happened. There was some good stuff in there, and I did, I did have a good time watching the episode. You know, I enjoyed it, but it felt like... it really once the credits started I I sort of felt like nothing really had happened yet like what really happened in that episode that's going to push the for the the story forward so um look I'm going to break down the whole episode we'll go through it we'll talk about things I liked things I didn't like I don't want to sound all negative because that's that's the last thing I would want but um yeah look it wasn't a great episode but look they can't they can't all be great but yeah, the, the reason I'm I'm sort of upset that nothing would happen is usually, for example, in Clone Wars or Rebels, we'd have episodes like this that you could sit back and enjoy and nothing would really happen, but you wouldn't sort of care because, you know, there's 23 episodes or 22 whatever episodes in those in this each season. But with The Mandalorian, we've only got eight episodes. So I want, you know, we want every episode to be pushing the story forward um, and being as great as there, it possibly can be. But so that's why it's really frustrating when we get sort of these filler episodes that don't really move the story forward, in my opinion, that is. I'm sure other people would think that it did. Um, but yeah, so it, it felt like a bit of a waste of time, even though I did have fun watching it. It, yeah, I don't know. It's it, I have a complicated relationship with this episode, I'm going to say, but um, yeah, let, let's just hope that all this frog lady business and all the stuff with the X-Wings has some sort of payoff later in the season. You know, maybe in my series finale review, I'll be here saying, you know what, uh, episode two of season two was an absolute um, beautiful setup for everything to come. Who knows? But at this stage, uh, it's uh, it's a bit of a disappointment. Not a complete disappointment, but um, I, I was a little bit underwhelmed, I'll be honest. So yeah, as I said earlier, this episode's directed by Peyton Reed, who also directed Ant-Man. Haven't really seen anything else from this guy, but um, yeah, he did an okay job. 
nothing amazing. But yeah, so we start off and we are still on Tatooine, uh, which most people predicted because because of a few shots from the trailers that hadn't been shown yet. And uh, yeah, off the bat, the visuals are just incredible in this show. I mean, just uh, the wide shots of Din on his speeder going through um, uh, all of Tatooine. It's it's awesome. It's so good. The things that they're doing with the volume and stuff is is fantastic. But yeah, anyway, so then uh, a few bounty hunters sort of set up a trap um, for Din and he runs into it. He crashes his speeder. Um, the, the bounty hunters are pretty obviously after the child. Um, they're saying, you know, get the child, all that stuff. So they have a bit of a fight. Din does this cool sort of like double kill thing with this gun. Um, I don't know if anyone else noticed that, but I thought that was pretty neat. Uh, and then, yeah, one of the bounty hunters is still alive and he's holding the child and he's got a knife on his head saying that, um, yeah, he's going to kill him, all this stuff. And then uh, Din pretty much says, and I quote, if you put one mark on him, there's no place you will be able to hide from me, which I don't know. That's just, I love that from Din, you know, showing how much he cares for the child. We, we always love that. So, yeah. Uh, anyway, but then Din strikes a deal with him saying that he'll give him his jetpack if he lets the child go. And he goes through with that deal, but then uh, Din just kills the guy in front of the child, which, as I talked about last week, the child's still seeing all this violence. It's it's not good for him. Um, anyway, and, yeah, gets his uh, jetpack back. And then, yep, title screen pops up, Chapter 10, The Passenger. Um, last week when the title came up and it was The Marshal, I immediately was like, okay, we're getting Cobb Vanth this episode. This is awesome. This, this popped up and honestly didn't know what to expect at all didn't think like oh no here we go the passenger i just thought okay um not too sure where this one's going but uh yeah anyway din walks uh all the way to moss isley because his speeder crashed uh, carrying all his stuff all boba fett's armor all that sort of thing and yeah all that so yeah we're back in the cantina we see a uh, gigoran um which is just a species that got introduced in rogue one which i thought was pretty cool uh pelimoto's back and yeah, Pelimoto got a lot of hate last week. Um, people saying that the actor was sort of overacting and all this stuff, but I love Pelimoto. I think she's great, and, you know, I'll take her uh, any day of the week. So, loved seeing uh, more stuff from her. She's playing Sabok with this bug, and uh, anyway, there's a whole thing, but the bug ends up linking Din, uh, Din up with someone who knows where some Mandalorians are, and obviously that's what Din is after. So, he goes through with that, and... Uh, and then, yeah, the deal is, fr- like, the information is free, but the only thing that it's going to cost in is that he has to take uh, some person with him who we don't know um, of yet, and they need to do it in, like, without using the hyperdrive, so they just have to fly there, which um, obviously would take a decent amount of time. So Dean's pretty frustrated about that and is saying that it's going to take too long and the- he's trying to-, to move around quickly so that he can't be tracked down. But yeah, then we find out uh, the person that's going to help Din out is this frog lady. And I hate to say this because I'm sure there was so much effort put into it, but I just thought that she looked pretty bad, to be honest. Like, it took me out of it a little bit that I just thought her costume and her mask and all that just wasn't quite right. And I hate to say because I, you know, you watch Disney Gallery, all that, and you know how much effort goes into all that sort of stuff, but I... I've got to say, in my opinion, I I thought she looks she looks pretty pretty horrible to be honest. But um, and you know that's a shame. But oh well, I I'd sort of started to get past it by the end of it. But um, it was sort of hard to when she was sort of sitting in a 
hot tub. Anyway, we'll get to that later. So we discover that she can't go into hyperspace or else her eggs are going to die. And these eggs are obviously really important, but we find out why a bit later. Um, but yeah, Din ends up agreeing to the, uh, this deal. So yeah, then uh, the child eats one of the eggs, which I wasn't sure if I was disgusted or I thought it was adorable. Like, I was, I was like, oh, these eggs are clearly quite important and uh, the child's just going to eat one of them. I don't know. I, <laughs> was that not a bit bit strange? Anyway, I didn't think we would be talking about that, that this week, but uh, here we are. So yeah, anyway, Din says nap time and they have a nap because they've got a long trip ahead. So yeah, <laughs> did anyone else notice how like, um, the child has like a little hammock over Din's bed. Just there was such good um, uh, the child moments throughout this whole episode. That the episode kind of had quite a focus on him um, from the start, really. But which which was good because we didn't get much of him last episode. But uh, yeah, they're all woken up by a few X wings approaching the Razor Crest. Um, they have a chat. Uh, Din actually says, "May the Force be with you," which is really unlike him. I he's never. He didn't even know what Jedi were and stuff like that, so he's the last person you would have thought to say that, but, you know, I guess it shows that he's changing, and, you know, in the last episode, he let droids uh, have at his ship, so, yeah, I guess uh, perhaps that's just a bit of uh, character development and Din sort of moving forward, I guess, which, yeah, it was cool. I like to see it, though. Um, And, yeah, the X-Wing pilots ask him for his ping. I have no idea what that means if if that's in other material i've i've never seen it before thought it was quite odd anyway but then trapper wolf dave filoni's character's back i noticed as soon as i heard his voice so um yeah i love that it's, it's pretty funny though because i was just thinking of john favreau sort of forcing him back into the cockpit because i know last time he wasn't too keen but um yeah we we love seeing dave in the mandalorian so it was good to see but um yeah anyway din runs away when they sort of say oh we know that you did this or whatever and referring back to the prisoner episode back in uh season one so they run away or he runs away and the x-wings start chasing him and frog lady does this like obnoxious scream which i really did not like frog lady but hopefully they can turn that around next week anyway uh din escapes the the x-wings but crashes on this ice planet the the one that we see in the trailers Still not sure what planet it is. Uh, it could still be Elam, but I really highly doubt it. Um, but uh, yeah, then the child eats another egg, which is still not sure if I'm disturbed or amused by it. Uh, anyway, and then oh yeah, he also has this little plate of food that he's eating, which was was pretty cute. And he uh, he snuggles up next to next to Din and has a has a nap. But yeah, then Frog Lady wakes them up um, after she she sort of hacks into the droid from the prison episode and bypasses its security protocols to access its vocabulator so that she can sort of start communicating with Din because they haven't really been talking the whole time because neither of them understand each other, I don't think. I think she understands him, but he doesn't understand her. And yeah, she pretty much says that if Din can't get her to her planet, that her family line's going to go extinct, and so we sort of start to realise why these eggs are such a big deal, which sort of makes it even more a bit disturbing how the child is just eating them this whole episode. But anyway, I've got, I'll probably have to get past that. Anyway, so Din starts to fix the ship, but then Frog Lady runs away to have a spa with her eggs, which, yeah, I'm not sure if... Same with the Baby Yoda eating the eggs. I'm not sure if I'm amused or disturbed by it. Like, it was pretty funny. Like, I love when Star Wars gets nice and weird like in the Dr. Afro comics and stuff but 
this was next level weird but um i don't know i'm not gonna i'm not gonna critique the episode on that because i liked the bold choice from from favreau but uh yeah it was it was also quite interesting to uh to see that anyway once again didn't expect we'd be talking about um a frog in a having a spa with her eggs this week but here we are so anyway so then uh din uh stops the child from eating the eggs finally um but then he says all right if i can't eat the eggs i'll wander off and find something else to eat so he then kind of rips like this shell apart and then inside of the shell there's a spider and he eats that and yeah then he that summons a whole army of spiders which uh were the spiders from star wars rebels which are called like Crickners or something i don't know how to pronounce it but anyway which once again they're pulling content from star wars rebels and putting it in live action which i absolutely love um they did it with the Frynox last week and uh they've done it with the Crackners this week once again sorry for butchering that but uh anyway so they come in all sorts of shapes and sizes there's some really tiny ones and then there's massive ones as well the massive ones are more like the ones that we saw in rebels but um yeah, they're like much more frightening in live action than they were uh, in the Rebels episodes, so that's for sure. Anyway, and then, yeah, the spiders start attacking them and all the frog lady, the child, and Din all run away. Uh, and they tr- they get into the, the Razor Crest and they try to fly away, but then this massive spider just falls down on the ship and holds them down. Uh, and then the X-Wing pilots come the ones from earlier and they come in and save the day um so there's trapper wolf dave filoni's guy and then the other guy's called captain carson teva so yeah then they shoot all the spiders and then they're all gone and then din starts chatting with the pilots um they say that they they know that he helped break out a prisoner um which once again they're talking about the prison episode from last season but um they also know that he helped apprehend three criminals which were the three that he put in the cell um at the end of that episode so they they let him uh, walk free so they didn't arrest him or anything but they didn't help him out either so they just flew away um yeah then din pretty much just repairs the ship uh frog lady the child and din fly away um but the ship's still in like really bad condition and then to end the episode the child eats another egg for some reason so yeah that was that's pretty much the whole episode um before i talk more about my overall thoughts of it um in terms of next week uh, I think we'll, what will happen is we'll, we'll definitely be going to Frog Lady's planet um, and hopefully we can meet some Mandalorians and the story can start to pick up the pace again because this week was really, really slow. In fact, it didn't really have any pace because nothing happened, but once again, that's just my opinion. Um, but yeah, I really hope this season we don't have another episode like this because as I said at the start of this, um, I enjoyed it, but I really I enjoy the story more than just fun little Star Wars stories. This almost felt like a Star Wars Adventures comic, you know? It's like, yeah, those comics are fun little Star Wars stories, but nothing really happens in them, you know? It sort of felt like that. And once again, I know a lot of people say, no, a lot of stuff happened, and that's fine. That's that's your opinion. But I really felt like nothing in this episode contributed to the story. And as much as uh, a fun time I had watching it, at the end, I was pretty disappointed um, that this is one of the eight episodes we're getting. You know, eight episodes really isn't that many. So you want to make sure all of them are really, you know, top quality episodes. And that's all I really have to say about the episode. But before I go, I'll give the episode an overall rating. I, I thought about this for a while and 
I've landed on a 7 out of 10. So I'm not being too harsh. I, I could have been much harsher than this. But um, I like as I've said over and over, I enjoyed the episode, but it just didn't do anything for the story. So 7 out of 10 it is. Uh, last week we had a 9 out of 10 episode. So, you know, maybe... Uh, Maybe we, we deserve to slow it down a bit after, you know, last week's sort of uh, epic opening. This would have to be sort of not... It's in the it's in the three less enjoyable episodes of the series. The, my, the, my least enjoyable would be Chapter 5, the first episode on Tatooine. Um, yeah, I didn't like that one. And then I didn't really like the prison one either. So it's probably next. Um, so, yeah, like, yeah, not... It could have been worse, but we got what we got, so... That's about all I have to say on chapter 10, The Passenger. Um, yeah, looking forward to next week, uh, even though this episode was a little bit underwhelming. But yeah, that just about wraps up uh, this week's review. So if you haven't already, please drop a like or a review, depending on how you're listening, uh, and subscribe or follow the channel. Be sure to follow me on Twitter and Instagram. I'll see you all next Friday for another Mandalorian review. As always, thanks for listening, and may the Force be with you.